0: Stick to the basics, like look at the KPIs that really matter.
1: Right. I think that's a really important point to bring up about Performance Max is the goal, the overall goal.
2: This is the Customer Acquisition Show, the podcast that helps you turn complete strangers into repeat customers and grow your business. And welcome to the Customer Acquisition Show from tier 11. This week, we have our recurring, what's working now in Google Performance Max with our amazing Google team, Roshna, Santosh, and Nick. Welcome. Hey, great to be here. Nick, you were telling me beforehand that we're celebrating a birthday today. Not today, but
1: when we, I think it's the 1st of November, it's gonna be one year since Performance Max was officially released. It was in beta before that, but it'll be November that it was officially released so we're coming up to a year of Performance Max.
2: So years year is like always a really good time to reflect about what has happened in the past year. What would you say are your biggest takeaways over the last 12 months with Performance Max?
1: Well, big one is that this has been a huge shift in Google Ads. This is not just a new campaign type that was released and it was something extra. And the direction that Google Ads is heading So that's the big takeaway, number one. The second takeaway, I would say, is that Performance Max has been amazing for e-commerce and for digital sales as well. Any sales-oriented, online sales-oriented businesses, it's been really, really amazing. We've seen some results where we've literally doubled clients' online sales through using Performance Max. The other takeaway is that there's still a lot of questions in the market about Performance Max. And in some cases, there's more questions than, I'd say, answers. So we're staying at the tip of the spear, and what we know about Performance Max now compared to when it was released is night and day.
3: So for me, I'm going to say the first thing that if all the early adapters had actually made the most of it, and then anybody who was just panicking after six months and then wanted to test Performance Max, wrecked it out, because... There were so many changes that had come up around. Even Google was not sure about, like how it's going to go. The early adopters made a lot testing Performance Max. There's been, I think we've been actually helping Google to see how Performance Max actually works. So it's played a very important role for anybody who was actually testing. I I
1: think that's a great point. The early adopters who embraced Performance Max Really, I mean, we found it was earlier this year, even though it was released in November. It was really early this year. We found that we started implementing it in our accounts and clients started using it too. And we learned so much. So if you, for the advertisers that are just starting to use Performance Max, I feel like it's going to be somewhat, it can be confusing. So I think Rushna is right. The early adopters, early adopters have been way ahead of the curve.
3: Mm -hmm. And also the people who really intended to play with it, find ways around it and not just following the guide like what Google releases, like this is the five steps you need to do. That was something very important for people who really wanted to play with it and not just follow the guides.
0: For me, folks, the biggest takeaway is that when Performance Max came in picture, we thought we were out of business. But here we are, after a year, <laughs>
1: discussing Performance Max. <laughs> that's, that's right. There was a perception that Google was releasing this. So anybody can run Google Ads, just press a button, and like a transformer, it just turns into all the campaigns and, and works. We found that's definitely
0: not the case. And, and actually, I think, actually, I think the opposite. I mean, Santosh, would you agree? Absolutely. I have seen it all, Nick. I have seen accounts where there are 110 Performance Max campaigns created, they have both the limits and I have seen accounts where even somebody just doing feed-only performance max is not able to do it. <laughs> There is definitely a lot of room for folks like us, agencies like us, specialists like us who really know their stuff to come and make a difference than somebody just trying to run with it, not knowing. And I think the biggest thing is that what I have experienced is that the urge of pressing the buttons in performance max will... <laughs> Be <laughs> derail you more often than not.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I think we've talked about this. You need to know what not to do just as much as you need to know what to do. If I was talking to business owners before a performance match, I would, in some cases, I would say you could probably run your own Google ads. It does take work and you need to understand this, this, and this, but you can do some courses and you can probably run this in your spare time. And you would use an agency if you need to free up that time and get some extra expertise. I wouldn't recommend that anymore. I honestly wouldn't recommend the average business owner to try and go in and run performance max. I think the, the amount of tweaking and button pushing is less, but the amount of analysis has increased. And the amount of understanding of how
0: Google Ads works has increased. At the same time, we must caution folks who are trying to listen to Google Ads reps take their directions and run performance max. They should not do that as well. We do not recommend it.
3: (laughs) Yesterday I had such a weird conversation with the rep and I told the rep and the issue that I had with the rep, he resolved it afterwards. He was just getting onto the auto-apply recommendation. I was like, oh my God, now again. Then he said, was like, you check this on, check this on, check this on. And then I was like, okay, I'd do it after the call. But he was so persuasive. He was just, no, 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 go apply, apply, auto apply. You have to select all these, check off, and then apply them right away on the call. I mean, like, how can you be so pushy?
1: Right. And I think this is something that can be confusing to business owners too, is that the official Google recommendations are... Created by the Google team who are not advertisers. So, Google has obviously some of the most amazing engineers in the world building these advertising products. But the recommendations that are made are usually made with the objective of increasing Google's revenue, increasing Google's ad spend. So, they're trying to get advertisers to do certain things. And most of the time, those things are going to increase ad spend. And usually, don't result in better performance. On the flip side, we want Google reps because we have access to new features and we also can get problems resolved. So we're always talking to Google reps in a way, yes, we want this problem fixed, but no, we're not going to do those other things you're telling us to do.
3: And that's how Performance Max was actually framed, that anybody can run this Performance Max and you will be able to take control in your hand, like you don't need anybody's help anymore. It was sugar-coated for people and people actually bought it. Now more than ever, it's needed somebody expertise. It's like you have 10 customers in the market and there are like 100 advertisers trying to get those 10 people and all of them are doing the same technique. Like everybody's using that same method. How are you gonna win those 10? That's where knowing in and out about breaking the rules is only going to be able to crack Google Ads.
1: Yeah, what's a good example Let's give the people an example of something where the Google rep has been really pushing saying, do this, do this, and we've done something else. And the re- what we've done has actually resulted in, in better
2: performance. I think we should go back a second and talk about Google rep motivations. I don't want to get oh, okay. caught up in like they're pushing for revenue. I think there is this big disconnect in advertising online advertising in general, where there's a separation from how things sh- are supposed to work and how they actually work. And since they aren't necessarily in the ads every day, they can only go based off of the recommendations. I'll just put that out out there to say that let's assume good intentions of the Google reps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do know that they are incentivized to get the features implemented. So I think what we're saying is there are certain features that Google is looking to test, and they may not always be the best recommendation for what's currently going on in the account. The advertisers, we say that just so anyone out there who's running their own Google Ads can, can know this, because if they talk to a Google rep, just be aware of that. If you're going to win and press every recommendation that's in the account, it's likely going to tank the account.
2: All right. So back to your examples of a recommendation that didn't work out quite as well as Google expected it.
3: Uh, where do I even start? <laughs> it's a long <laughs> list. Tom, it's going to take the entire question. <laughs> All the brackets where it says recommendation is actually might not be aligned with your goals at all. So if it says display expansion, turn it on, it's recommended. Um, oh,
1: yeah, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, it is not recommended at all. Unless you have like black money in your bank and you want to just...
1: <laughs> okay, and I just want to explain what that is for the folks who are watching. If you're running a search campaign and you're looking to run your ads on the search results, so people search for your business or what your business provides or the products, you want to show up in those search results at the top. And that's how search ads generally work. There is a feature called display expansion where Google will also show your text ads on websites in these little boxes on websites in the display network. Now, I have never seen that work when that's enabled. And we have seen just turning that off. It's one of the first things we check in an account. Just turning that off improves performance dramatically because Google will spend. It has these display placements. It's trying to push these text ads onto display placements in websites. And I've just never seen it work. So it's something that the Google reps are always like, yes, do this, do this. So I know they're being pushed by Google to basically get advertisers to use this. I've never seen it work.
3: Yeah, similarly, I mean, there is one biggest issue that has been with Performance Max was not able to target specific locations. That was one day, Google woke up and was like, oops, I forgot to enable that feature. Everybody, all the advertisers had spent their money. They had no idea that that is going on. That is really bad if you're launching a product in the market. You have to test these things out. If you're telling advertisers that you can select specific locations and end up showing ads in Asia, then that doesn't make really sense. So being aware of these things could happen can only be expected from a person who is knee deep into running ads and with Google ads.
2: Yeah, I consider myself an amateur performance max advertiser. And I had expectations that when we, I started running the performance max ads for tier 11, things are going to work as promised. But you quickly find out that the big change in performance max is while it's easier to set up, it's a lot harder to get information out on like what next steps should be. And that's when I happily handed it off to Santosh to run all of 11 Google. What are some of the things that people could be doing when they're running performance max campaigns to, like, to help them decide what to do next, besides handing it off to Santosh like I did? How can people look at what's going on within a performance max campaign? Like what should they be looking at to analyze to help them decide on next steps? Well, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah, don't ask an amateur.
1: I think I can start with some of the assumptions that came about with Performance Max and some things to watch out for. So, when Performance Max was launched, because it uses all channels, it uses YouTube and display. A lot of people perceive that that Performance Max is now a top of funnel channel. It's a top of funnel campaign type. When it's actually, it's full funnel. A large part of Performance Max is still search. When you look at the insights in Performance Max, you want to look, there's an insights tab, you open up your Performance Max campaign in the left column, there's an insights tab. You click on that insights, you scroll down just a little bit, and you're going to see the search insights, which are going to show you what keywords, what searches Performance Max is targeting. So you can see if it's on the right track. And that's really, really important because there can still be up to 50% of the budget in a Performance Max campaign going to search And then, say, 20% to YouTube, maybe 10% to display. And so don't just perceive this as a top of funnel, outbound channel. It's everything. And don't neglect looking at the search insights, because that's going to tell you what it's targeting in the search part. So that's one. Then I know it's a big question, so there's a lot, but I think if we can just pick one thing that...
0: I think make uh, for most of us, we should stick to the basics and look at the basic KPIs and we should be looking at the right KPIs. So, for example, if you're running Performance Max for an e-commerce account, you should be looking at return on ad spend, not cost per conversion. Because your cost per conversion can be anything or your conversion rate can be anything. But your return on ad spend, unless you are, of course, going for new customer acquisition, if that's not the goal which is next level, you should be looking at the right KPI and not looking at vanity metric, trying to understand that, okay, this is where performance is. I had a good example of there were like five campaigns. One of them was converting at 0.24% and the other was converting at, I think, 3x conversion rate. But the ROAS was two times higher on the campaign, which was converting at one third the conversion rate. And the problem was that the average order value on the campaign, which was converting at low conversion rate was 2 or 3x. Therefore, the ROAS was higher. If you were to just look at conversion rate and say that, oh, because my campaign is converting at low conversion rate, my campaign is not doing well, I think you're looking at a wrong metric. Therefore, Mm. stick to the basics. Like Look at the KPIs that really matter. Right. I
1: think that's a really important point to bring up about Performance Max is the goal, the overall goal you want to give Google the right goal. And if that is conversion value and revenue, it's going to go after that. The cost per click, the conversion rate, the click-through rate, all of those metrics for Performance Max are going to be so different to other campaign types because it's using every channel. Display has the lowest cost per click and the lowest click-through rate. So that's going to make it look like click-through rates are tanking and that, oh, but we're getting a great cost per click. It really is not useful. As Santosh said, you want to look at conversions and conversion value is what matters.
3: The next that comes to my mind is also people have this misconception that performance max campaign works individually. So it's so intricately feeding off or connected to other campaigns. Also, there is a behavior that needs to be properly analyzed. What is it doing? Is it testing YouTube? Is it the retargeting? Is it going after more brand? All these things are also dependent on the behavior and the fluctuations with the satellite campaigns. So thinking that a performance max campaign is entirely depending upon its budget and the settings you've done, you also have to focus on the other campaigns that you're launching simultaneously with PMAX. So that's one more thing I want to add.
0: I have one more to, and this is again to the basics, is that sometimes people make a mistake of looking at just the listing group performance and understanding this as the overall asset group performance, that's not the case. Because unless you are running a feed-only asset group, which has URL expansion off, you are actually looking at just 20% of the clicks or convergence for that matter. Because performance max is five, six different channels. So do not try to look at performance of, a, of an asset group or, or the campaign just by looking at listing groups. Mm. I think, Nick, you had some really, really clever ways of looking at other channels like YouTube, Display, those kind of performances through the report section, right? Right.
1: Google doesn't tell us, obviously, it doesn't tell us in an obvious way how much is being spent on YouTube, how much is being spent on search, how much is being spent on shopping. However, because we want to know these things, we found workarounds, and we found our hacks to find out what it's spending. And what Santosh is saying is that if you're running an e-commerce brand, then the listing groups, if you only look at the listing groups, you might see one listing group that has say a 5X ROAS and one that has a 1X ROAS for the same spend. That doesn't necessarily mean that that particular group is not working because it may be generating revenue from YouTube. It may be generating conversions from search. In a performance max campaign to see what percentage of spend is going towards a particular channel, you want to see YouTube, you can pull up a column for views and then you can pull up a column for average cost per view. And then you just multiply those and you're going to get a number. And that you can see what percentage of that is, that's your YouTube spend within Performance Max. You can also pull up a report that has, is just by product IDs. And that'll tell you how much spend is going towards shopping. Then by deduction, you can also work out, okay, how much is going to search and display. It's a little tricky to get display spend, but I think knowing YouTube spend and knowing shopping spend, that alone will give you an idea of, okay, how much is performance max going top
2: of funnel with YouTube? Those sort of things can be really handy. There are a couple of points I want to go a little bit deeper on. How should people pick the right KPI or conversion event? You said that's very important to oh, do. Like, that's a big question too. Because there's a balance, right, between finding what is the best for your business but also making sure that there's enough of those conversions happening for the machine learning to be able to learn. Let's just use an e or a digital product brand, something where people are giving you their credit card to buy. Yeah.
0: I have like one clear advice to anyone looking trying to understand performance and therefore the right conversion action. If you are into e-commerce and running campaigns for an e-commerce brand, what really moves the needle? The, the purchases, right? Add to carts, begin checkout, <laughs> payment info added, product viewed, all of those are great conversion actions, but Performance Max, those are vanity conversion actions. You should just be looking at purchases because that's the only thing that will move the needle at the end of the day.
2: So would you say then it purchases your purchase your primary and then those other vanity ones will be your secondary? Absolutely, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's also have a very clear objective of doing the camp campaign. What's the objective? If the objective is to get more leads, then you'll have different metrics to look at. If the objective is to increase the sales, then you'll have different way to look at it. So have a clear objective and the end goal. What's the end goal? Where do you want to take the campaign? So that I add to that.
1: And I think the right KPI for the business, I mean, that's a big conversation. But that's a conversation we have very often with business owners because everybody wants ROAS. Nobody ever emails and says, hey, the ROAS is too high. Pull back, guys. We're getting too much return on ad spend. Like, we're going to pull that back. That never happens. However, I think ROAS can often be used too much as a success metric when long-term, this is the customer acquisition show. This is what we're about at <laughs> 11: Acquiring new customers and the long-term, knowing that lifetime value, being able to make projections then around growth and ultimately profit. Profit is the goal. Increasing growth, increasing profit, and ROAS can be a very important part of that. But we also see that as we increase spend, that ROAS is going to dip somewhat. But as long as we know the numbers and we're clear on the leading metrics for profit, then we can confidently grow a business and know where the
2: ROAS needs to be. Can you use Performance Max to increase lifetime value? That's a great question. I think so, yeah, absolutely.
3: No, 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 it's not that easy. I don't think so. We need to have more control insights. If Google agrees on showing us what's going behind the machines, then, Mm. and strategizing with other satellite campaigns, we could do it, but then reliability on that data would be so difficult.
1: Here's my take. I can't prove this yet, but with my tinfoil hat on, where I hop off hypothesis where Google is heading. Performance Max and Google Analytics 4 have both been released around the same time. They're very closely related. Both of these, both Performance Max and Google Analytics 4, if you look into GA4, you're going to see a lot of features around lifetime value and predictive metrics. Performance Max has a feature where you can bid only for new customers. And you can create two campaigns, one that bids only for new customers, one that is basically bidding for all customers. Now, that feature in Performance Max is, I would say, still in beta. We haven't seen that work particularly well. When we've compared new customers in Shopify to what Google is telling us the new customers, they tend to be very different. So I think Google hasn't worked that out yet, but I think that's where they're trying to head. So they're looking at lifetime value because, look, we know Google have got to where they are. They didn't get here by making bad bets or bad decisions. They're looking to the future. And lifetime value, customer acquisition is going to become more and more important. And I think we're going to see a shift from purely looking at ROAS to customer acquisition, lifetime value. And I think that's where Performance Max is heading. I'm betting on Google getting that feature right. So we're going to be able to bid on only new customers and have certain KPIs for that in, say, one Performance Max campaign. And eventually we're going to be have another campaign too, which is going to be retargeting big on all customers. You could almost see you'll have one campaign that'll be customer acquisition, another campaign that'll be increased lifetime value. I think that's where we're headed.
0: I think there are things that you also need to do outside the box of Google Ads to increase the lifetime value and average order value, stuff like that. Remember, Nick, we talked about this plugin that was recommended by John Moran called Buy the Numbers. I think that's a great plugin for Shopify stores because it gives you a lot of different customer segments to look at and know where the lifetime value can be increased, who are your repeat buyers and stuff like that. To do something like increasing the average order value or lifetime value, you've got to have a holistic view and not just rely entirely on Google Ads. There are things mm. outside of Google Ads that can often make a difference. Of course, the upsells and resales are going to happen through your store. Google Ads can cannot really uh, go that far. But what I think what Nick was saying is that if Formans Max allows you to go for new customers and repeat customers, I think you have a good balancing act there once you've figured out the rest of the budget.
2: Could you do it now with your targeting as your customer list and, and creative that's a bit more geared around buy again or buy this other thing?
3: We can nudge towards doing the campaign to do it. Then again, like not having a better clarity on what, Really, it's bringing in and just making judgment upon the back end data to match with the campaign what the campaign is showing definitely cannot restrict it to do exactly for that, but can be nudged with the strategic planning of the campaigns
0: hey guys why do i feel like our growth strategies have set these questions for us
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, i promise i wasn't paid at all okay so looking back a year performance max i think we've gone through this the adoption curve where We thought Performance Max was going to be the end all be all and kill all Google ads outside of Performance Max. I think we've come back from that a little bit now. How do you guys balance Performance Max versus normal Google ads and YouTube ads? Yeah, I think Santosh and Roshna,
1: yeah, be great to answer this.
3: I'll go ahead. Initially, everybody was like, the highlight of my account is going to be Performance Max and there's not going to be much to do. I don't need the agency. I don't need you. So I think I'm better off on my own. But then eventually everybody is starting to realize that Performance Max is just a small piece. That's eating up other things that you don't really see. If you let that be as careless, then it's actually going to wreck the entire strategy for long term. Now it's just a part that in a big machine is just a tool that enables you to do certain things that you can make use of. But the overall strategy is the performance max is not the highlight. That's me.
1: The overall strategy, yeah, is still, it needs to be sound. And the way to get a good strategy, you have to understand how the other campaign types work. I mean, you take the players in a team, okay, and this is probably a really bad analogy. If you have a basketball team, you have to know what the guards do, what their job is. You have to know what the center's job is. You now have to know what the forward's job is. If you just get five basketball players and they don't know what their position is and you just say, hey, team, just play, it's not going to be the same as if you have a clear understanding of what each campaign is supposed to do. For example, if you just put videos into Performance Max that for whatever reason, they're not great videos. That doesn't mean Performance Max is gonna make these videos better. You don't have your offer clarified and you just are basically writing headlines and ad copy without really understanding what drives your customers, what their pain points are, what's most valuable to them. And you just put these ads in Performance Max. Performance Max isn't gonna make that work. You still need to have your strategy. You still need to understand your market. And then Performance Max works on the higher quality inputs. So the higher quality your creative assets. The higher quality your headlines, the higher quality your ad copy, the higher quality your display images, the higher quality your audience signals are, the audiences you're targeting. All of those inputs really, really matter. And the website. Here's the other thing. Google did not tell us. I mean, it's something that we know, but Google didn't come out and say, hey, if you're going to run Performance Max, you really want to make sure you have a fast loading website. You want to make sure you also have as much great content on your website. All those things that Google likes in websites... Because Google whole business model was built on websites and performance max is going to work so much better if you have an optimized site.
2: So there's no button within the Google interface that says optimize your website, apply all.
1: (laughs) Right. And we've also found some offers. We have some clients who have certain offers that work great with one landing page. So for Facebook ads, you can pre-frame this offer and YouTube ads, you can do the same thing. So you have a video, which is basically building up this expectation of what's going to happen on this landing page. That does not work so well for a Performance Max because you have all these other channels. When people are searching for something, they're in a very different mindset for when they're browsing social media or even watching videos on YouTube. So just having one landing page, having all these channels in Performance Max driving that one landing page generally doesn't work so well. Because Performance Max is going to take people where they're at and drive them to a particular point on a website based on how likely they're going to convert or how that's going to help them move to the next stage. That's one thing we found. So I just sort of a message here about, so look, I'd say Performance Max, it could be. An expensive way to find out your site is not great, okay? What we're saying about Performance Max is not a magic bullet. It's amazingly powerful, but you also want to have these other pieces in place as well to really leverage it to its maximum
0: potential. I have one more tip. Performance Max, if you want to win with this, I think this is a great time to hire a great SEO agency or an SEO expert on the team because Mm. you need to have your website sorted out.
3: The is also very important. Like If the traffic is getting onto the website, but you're not able to convert that traffic, then it's not going to work either. Uh,
2: You said hire an SEO expert. Santosh. Yes, because this is a great
0: time. Like and it's gonna serve you both ways. Like you're gonna improve your organic rankings, your website content speed and readability and user experience is going to improve, and performance max is going to take all of that and help you make more money.
2: And then that's where Rasha's hiring he said, do or do not hire a CRO expert to help optimize your pages for
3: conversion. Yeah, done on the website is very important before starting sending paid traffic to the website. That's what I wanted to say. All
2: right, so we're coming up into the busiest time of adver- the advertising year. We covered this a little bit on a different customer acquisition show, but how are you guys thinking about positioning clients for Black Friday and Cyber Monday right now?
0: Much in promotions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is
1: the time to get all this in place. The big thing on the Google side is you wanna get your promotions in Merchant Center. If you're e commerce and you have products in Merchant Center, you wanna get those promotions set up. And you wanna have everything published, not turned on, but you wanna have everything published, at least I would say ideally a week before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Because if you run into any problems, the support teams at both Google ads and meta ads at Facebook ads, they are overwhelmed and you likely won't get a response for probably 48 hours if something goes wrong. Have the promotion set up. Have a countdown if you can on your website because in order to get the promotions approved, you have the offer clearly spelled out on the site. Google will check that. Otherwise, they won't approve your promotion. You want to get all of those things in place. Then you can sit back and watch the money roll in over the weekend and not have to worry.
3: Same. And also, if you've had like a very good strategy year long about acquiring new customers, now this would be the right time to milk in, like having everything arranged and not focusing more towards test this, do this, put your ducks in the road. Like we have the creatives around it, we have the videos around it and be prepared. That'd be my take.
2: So think of it as, like, acquire your customers now, if possible, and then milk them more throughout the rest of the season. Not milk them. Increase their lifetime value. Retarget. (laughs)
1: Let's milk them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So we have a question coming in from Ankit, I believe. It says, video display keywords targeting is going away. Any thoughts, Santosh?
0: Hey, by the way, Ankit walked at Solutions 8 with me. So I think Ankit knows my answer. You just need the validation. You just need like a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't do anything about
2: it. All right, so video display keyword targeting is going away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is going yeah. Away. By the way, I just need to say too, if anybody didn't know, Santosh is, is quite famous in the PPC world. He has a great channel where he has lots of amazing Google Ads content. Just thought I'd point that out. Is that a YouTube Thanks channel?
0: Yeah, that's a YouTube channel, and we are streaming this on that YouTube channel. It's called Guided PPC. So, Ankit, to answer your question, keywords are going away, but then there is a lot you can do with building a solid conversion history and capitalizing on that with conversion-focused bit strategies. Go for conversions, conversion value, and that's where the whole Google Ads theme is headed. You will see these manual controls taken away in a consistent and <laughs> increasing way. So... Prepare for
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, and for the the people who aren't Google advertisers who are watching, what is happening here? If I can explain this simply. On YouTube and using display as well, display images. So we could target, and we still can, but this is going away. We can target people. So just say I'm selling iPhones and I had a video talking about I'm selling this iPhone. I could target people who have searched for iPhones in the last, say, 30 days and show them a video. Even if they go to YouTube and watch like a music video or some kind of documentary on elephants or something, I can show them an ad about iPhones because they've been searching for that. That's a really powerful feature for YouTube ads and display ads. And now Google's just said, oh yeah, we're taking that away.
0: (laughs) Okay. Like Zatash said, it sucks. Nick, I'm thinking that it can maybe come back as an audience signal at some point if it's coming as a display keyword it can come back Uh, it'll come back as an audience signal
1: that's probably what's happening it's probably going to come back i wouldn't be surprised if and wow that's a great point so i think what may be happening and this is just a guess but instead of audience targeting we're going to have audience signals for youtube still you'll be able to create audience signals just like we have in performance max and that will be the starting point
2: wow yeah okay a funny perspective that Google's taking. Like, don't tell us exactly what you want. Tell us what you think and we'll do our own thing.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. That basically what Google's been saying for the last two years is we're smarter than you. We're going to do it better. So give us the data and we'll just do it better than you can do it. And in some cases they're absolutely right. In other cases there's are uh, still not quite there, but they're yeah, just not right yet.
0: And they are also saying that we are having a bit of fun here. Remember app install campaigns? Now those are fully automated. So it's a great fun on Google saying that app install campaigns, we could very well do that with all these search, display, shopping, and performance max campaigns. We could just black out everything. So keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. So one step close to like not giving any controls to the advertisers. Slowly and slowly, this is going to take things away. I, if I'm not wrong, it's the content targeting in itself entirely, which is targeting the placements, topic targeting. I think that's in a whole is going away, not just the keywords. Nice.
0: A lot of questions now.
2: I know, it's starting to pick up. Alad yeah. Gonzalez on our team. He says, if you run two campaigns, how much budget do you allot to a PMAX campaign versus a search campaign? Great, Great question.
0: question. I think on PMAX campaign, you're looking at $200 per day to start with. And on the search campaign, start with, let's say, 50, depending upon search volume on that campaign, on the keywords. But start with 50, let's say, and scale it up or down, depending upon how the traction gets and the conversions and ROAS, of course. So you can start with these ideal models, 200 on Pmax, 50 on search. And as you scale, you can double down or cut down on what's working, what's not working.
2: Thank you. Thanks a lot for the question. Up next, we have Walid Masood from LinkedIn who asks, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, would you change current assets or create a new campaign? As changing assets and working PMAX campaigns can have an effect on learning, your thoughts?
0: Oh, this is a really good one. Just run merchant promotions, that's all. <laughs> Don't touch campaigns. <laughs> yeah, this, now this this
1: is... En- we have been discussing this internally, and I think I agree because here's one thing: I wouldn't add new asset groups. Now, by the way, this is likely going to be, unless you were a really, really early adopter, this is going to be the first time the majority of advertisers are running performance max for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We know that adding new asset groups to a to a performance max campaign is going to throw it, is going to throw it back into learning. We've seen that now. Changing assets, changing headlines, swapping out low-performing headlines, for example, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday-themed copy, that likely won't throw things back into learning. So I think that would be safe to do. Santosh Roshna, you jump in here because, again, this is new Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's a new territory. This is going to be the first one for Performance Max. I would actually say... What I would do is swap out some assets, just have some Black Friday assets in there, but don't add new asset groups. I've heard things. I think I even heard John Moran's at Solutions 8 recommend duplicating asset groups, pausing the evergreen, turning on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I'd be very nervous to do that. I mean, if anything that comes from John, I always, I mean, John's, he's amazing. That particular one, I was, I'd be a little nervous to do that because if you throw a campaign back into learning on say Thursday night before Black Friday, then it takes three days at least to realign itself. So I think promotions, like Santosh said, promotions, promotions, you have promotion extensions, you have promotion, Google Merchant Center promotions, make sure they're on all your campaigns, just everywhere. You could increase budgets actually leading up to Black Friday, Summer Monday. You can increase budgets say by 20%. So you give yourself some room for volume coming in and make sure you're not limited by budget over the weekend. So that's something we're actually recommending for some clients to a week before us, increase budget by 20%. It's quite different from Facebook, where we have our Facebook teams ready. They have ads built, campaigns, new campaigns ready to launch because they can take this extra budget and go and target and go into this Black Friday, Cyber Monday frenzy and can see these campaigns scaling. And they'll scale. They'll increase budget every few hours if they see things taking off. It gets to that point. Google, if we try and do that, it's just not going to work in the same way. I would say I wouldn't add new campaigns. That's my my take.
3: With that, I just want to add is like overall, if you look at it, that would be the good strategy. But it also depends on answering a couple more questions like what's the budget like? How long are you going to be doing the sale? Is it really unique sale or... Like there's so many situations that you need to answer. It's just, just like if you don't have a huge budget and you would want to wreck your existing $200 campaign performance max with uh, by adding a new asset group, you would rather mm. run a small retargeting campaign. So it also answering those questions regarding the budget, how long it's going to go, is it the sale unique, is it applicable on all the products, is it site-wide, is it only applicable the sale on let's say five products out of ten. Answering then and then strategizing it would be a better take, in my opinion, than just thinking about, oh, Black, Cyber, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is coming up, let me do something about it and just go do something on the Performance Max campaign. Yeah, I agree with Nick. That would mm. be your strategy.
1: Right. Because if you have your promotion set up and your promotion extensions, wherever your search ads show, there's going to be a very clear Black Friday sale with the offer.
3: And... Testing new Cyber Monday creatives on a separate YouTube campaign display, retargeting, what you're doing, right. is have a more control over it. So I think adding a new asset group, I don't really think has a good idea.
1: That's a great point. You have more control. I mean, if you're going after whole traffic, top of funnel, then YouTube, outbound display.
3: So I think a separate strategy is more suited for... Black Friday, Cyber Monday, than just making changes on the existing Performance Max campaign? No, I
0: was just saying that I have a slightly different take on this. So think about this. When in events like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, have you ever witnessed that the campaigns were running on Google Ads and they did not get the clicks or they get lesser clicks? Probably that's, that's not the case. Your campaigns, whether you run promotions or not, are still going to get clicks. What changes is now, is that on your website, you have to convert more of those visitors into customers. Therefore, I wouldn't change anything on the campaigns or launch new campaigns because two things is going to happen. One is going to, you're going to disrupt the learning on your existing campaign. Or if you build new campaigns, you are going to build learning for this small period of time that you can't use for the rest of the year. Don't do either of those. Try and focus on highlighting your promotions on the website, on the landing pages. And landing pages... Your every product page for an e-commerce website is a landing page because that's where people land from shopping campaigns, from even performance max, when they get to see the shopping ads and go on your website. So run those promotions there. On Google Ad side of things, there are three things, three things you can do. Run a merchant promotion. And there are ways around it. Even you can do a free shipping ad promotion and absolute discount percentage discount, those are all great options. Run ad extensions at max price extension, but I wouldn't recommend touching the campaigns. That's my it.
2: <laughs> Since this is the first year for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, are you guys planning on testing some of these other things, even if you have low confidence in them?
1: Now, here's the thing about Performance Max is I hear that experiments are coming for Performance Max, but a lot of things in Performance Max, I wouldn't be looking to test new things for this in very important weekend. Really, what we're trying to do is take everything we know about Google Ads and maximize success for our clients. There are certain things which, if they're really risky, I mean, we might discuss with the client and we might say, hey, this is what we could test. We don't know how it's going to work, but if we do test this, we'll know. And we'd absolutely work very closely with the client there. But just testing things in such an important weekend with so much traffic and so much volume that could potentially tank performance, we'd be very careful of testing that. And that's the thing about Performance Max. Every other Google ad campaign type you can run Split test experiments, performance max, not so much.
3: Testing on performance max, if you started and actually wait for the real data to come through, I think we'll be looking after 23. Uh, <laughs> right. We would be gone. All right, yeah.
2: so for the amateur Google advertiser like myself, the way I should be thinking about Black, Black Friday's Cyber Monday and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, is to slowly increase the budget of my Performance Max campaigns leading up to Black Friday, Separate Monday, build search campaigns that are around the offers, since people are likely to be searching for my brand or the product on sale, and mm-hmm. then start thinking like top of funnel, like cold traffic, for here's my cool product and the discount for like YouTube.
1: Yeah, and extensions, extensions, extensions. So extensions are the little snippets, little add-ons that you see under the main ads. and make sure those are all set up. You can set those up without affecting campaign performance. Basically, it's just going to make the offer really clear. It's going to show next to ads. And then in Google Merchant Center, which is where all your products live, you want to set your promotion up there because then when your products show, the offer is going to be really clear under the, the product as well. So there's ways you can make it unmissable that you're running a Black Friday sale without having to go into Performance Max and tinker with it and try and change a lot of things which could tank it
2: what's that? it's one of our golden rules here right you don't don't touch anything that's working or don't turn anything off that's working i think is what it is exactly yeah in the yeah, words of uh, kobe it's, it's, it's no touchy <laughs> no
0: touchy. yeah it's yeah. not about it's about pressing the buttons not pressing the buttons that you shouldn't press yeah with performance max
2: great well i think that's a great way to end it here um i enjoy these conversations and i, I think we're planning on doing these on a monthly basis but if you guys want to do more often, we're definitely down for that. So, everybody, thank you for uh, watching the Customer Acquisition Show. If you want to learn more about Tier 11 and some of the services we offer, whether it's Google Ads, Performance Max, meta-advertising, we have After the Click, Website Building, and CRO through Conversion Architecture, and some other services as well, go to tier11.com. Santosh, Roshna, Nick, thank you very much. This has been a lot of fun, and I can't wait till we do it again. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Roshna. Thanks, See ya. Thanks for listening to the Customer Acquisition Show. Take the next step toward growing your customer base. Visit tier11.com and request your customized growth plan. And remember to
3: hit the follow button so you can be notified of future episodes.